Hi, this is Ariana Evans, and you are listening to I See You, Mama, a podcast where we talk mom to mom about the stuff that matters to us. And um, we like to say we are growing souls without losing our own. I don't know if you guys are out there and you feel like your soul is being sucked out of your eyeballs because you're lost in the (laughs) just monotony of like caring for humans who uh, do not yet care back for you in a reciprocal way. Whoa. Reciprocal. (laughs) No, that's right. What's the word? Reciprocate. Yeah, reciprocate. But That care care back for you in a reciprocal. That is a word. It is. A reciprocal way. Yeah. Yeah, I just lost my AT, yeah. SAT skills right there. Oh, that's... <laughs> so you feel like they don't necessarily care for you in the same way, or it's more like a giving and less of like a, a give and take. Mm-hmm. So for you guys who are out there kind of lost in that and also trying to do things that are good for your soul, um, this is your podcast. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> and we're glad you're here. Um, my guest today is a friend named Tracy Utley. And um, we've known each other for a long time, yes. a long, long time. Yes. Um, before I had kids, I babysat her kids. Yes. <laughs> and she has four boys who, you want to say their ages? Yes. So my oldest is about to turn 20. What? Yes. <laughs> He's about to turn 20. He's um, just finished his sophomore year in college. Okay. Second son is 18. Yeah. I have a 16-year-old who does not feel 16 to me. Um, and the youngest is 12, will turn 13 over the summer. Bless your soul. Yeah. And I think that you, correct me if I'm wrong, came into our lives when the last. Was yes. that? Like you kind of so. pulled me out of my fourth child stupor. And Did I? I think, oh. yeah, because I just remember, yeah, yeah. So. I remember kind of like being around and there's pictures of me like with my infant daughter uh-huh. babysitting your like gaggle of yeah. kids. So Sitting in my driveway, <laughs> driveway where I still live. Where they're all painted with chalk. Uh-huh. Sorry, I just yeah. get, it gets wild when I come Yeah, in. well, and I remember, like, after having George, you, because I had a C-section, and my sister was in town, and so you were there to kind of tag team with oh, her, I right. think. Yes. And take him to the library and do all of the things that maybe she didn't feel comfortable doing because she doesn't know the city as well. Yeah. And she was there kind of to take care of me, and you were there to take care of my um W A M. We're gonna we're gonna keep it rated keep G. It clean. Keep it clean. <laughs> so Tracy is also um, they have this thing in her family where she jokes around and they call her the headmistress of the Utley Academy for Boys because at one point she was homeschooling all four yes. of her boys. You're down to one. I'm down. Yes. This is two. Yeah. One in college, one graduating from high school, high school. public high school, yes. and then one in public middle. Uh huh. No, Harry's oh, no. a freshman in okay, high so school. Public, two yeah. in public high school, <laughs> and then the last one headed uh-huh. to uh-huh. semi-public middle. Right. George is no. He's actually going to a private school. Okay. Yeah. But like not homeschooled. Not homeschooled. He's, he's going, going away. away. Yeah. He has not away away. Just during the day. Yeah. Just. Just during the day. Not sending him to boarding school. He, like, if if you cool. asked him if he were here, he would say that this has been um, 
something that he's wanted to do for a while, yeah. and maybe I haven't been hearing him. Right. And it's um, hard to let go of that last one. Well, and I just felt like, and I did this with my second son because he asked for a long time before he actually left, and it was always a maybe what you're asking for is this. Are you right. sure you're not asking for that? And our fourth had um, some challenges to learning that I wanted to kind of ruminate on and spend some time with before I just said, okay, I'm going to just let you decide. Because that's a big responsibility for a kid to make a decision about this, in my opinion. And so I uh, sat with it for a year. And then, uh, yeah, so next year he'll, he'll be gone. So how did you come to the place where you're like, I'm going to homeschool these uh, children? Well, okay, so I... Because you taught before. Mm-hmm, yeah. You taught in public school. You know, I have I was this person, my sister would tell you, who always had this really unusual love for children. Yeah. Like even when I was little. And I'm the youngest of five kids. So I think that's part of it is where I was in my family. Mm-hmm. Um line. And so when I went away to college, I kind of started with one major and ended up studying early childhood education and then went on to graduate school and studied early childhood education. So I, uh, just had already a desire and a, an interest and a curiosity and a passion for kids Mm -hmm. that was so, um, natural for me. And so then I taught in public school for a little while and then private school for a little while and then had my first child and decided to stay home. And then when it was time to send him to school, it just didn't feel natural to send him. And we tried for half of kindergarten and I just kept asking my friends, is it normal to feel this sense of missing out when he's gone? And they said, uh, no, actually, we really enjoy sending our kids away. And so I was curious oh, about that. I felt that. Definitely yeah. felt that. Well, and I just saw his relationship with his brothers. At the time, I had three kids. Mm-hmm. My third was a baby. And there was just this sense of, like, we're just ra- basically biding time until we go get him at the end of the day. Yeah. And I just missed him. And so I just asked my husband to think on it. And this was in the middle of the school year. And I just had this strong urgency that I wanted to pull him out. And this was, we were living in Williamson County. And he was in this sweet little school called New Hope Academy. And it just could not have been a more idyllic um, situation. And in my heart, it didn't feel right. And so for me, that's how I feel the spirit prompting me when Mm -hmm. I am looking at something and it doesn't make sense. And I want to go towards something that doesn't make sense. That is how I feel the spirit prompting me. So my husband and I talked about it and he said, I, I think you're crazy. And if you want (laughs) to take it on, which was by the way, not the first time he said that to me. Um, crazy beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, crazy something. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, so we pulled him out, and that was uh, nine, no, 2004, yeah. and just kind of ran with it. And I loved the freedom that it afforded our family. Yeah. 
and then we ended up moving to East Nashville and uh, just kept adding kids. <laughs> one <laughs> and, more. One yeah, more. one more. And what I he meant was, by was adding kids was adding kids to the homeschool experience. Oh, right. So, yeah, it just, it felt really natural to be able to pick up books. And, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm painting this really lovely Charlotte Mason, who, if you don't know anything about homeschooling, you might not, that may, name might not sound familiar. It wasn't this idyllic little house on the prairie. I mean, there was, <laughs> there was some ugly stuff that came with that yeah. being home all day alone with my right. children yes. that maybe uh, they oh, would, Lord. they could circle back around and give some context to this story <laughs> that I'm, this beautiful painting that They'll I'm. They'll talk about it in therapy. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. fine. Yes. Um, and yeah, it was always in reflection of who I wanted my children to be in light of the world. And it was preparing them for the world. It wasn't sheltering them. It wasn't from fear. It wasn't, uh, my motivation was always to first and foremost, spend time with my kids to enjoy them Mm -hmm. and to, um, just let them wallow in childhood for a little longer. Yeah. I definitely relate to all of that and they're my husband and I because we have you know 10 8 and 6 now Mm -hmm. and for like years I've said can this be the year that we homeschool yeah (laughs) and he's always said I don't think that we're that family yeah you know like I don't think that we're and I'm like I've watched you do it I'm like Mm -hmm. we could totally do it and he's like I just don't think that we're that family yeah I think that we need like we're not organized enough to give these children like any kind of structure, mm-hmm. we would be a hot mess. And I would say, I would push back and say that that works too. Yeah. And I've seen it work for families. I just happen to be, Michael and I, def, my husband, we definitely tag teamed. Yeah. So I, he would come home at the end of the day and I would say, um, could you follow up with this or yeah. whatever? And even before we were quote-unquote homeschooling I mean we've read to our children which you do that every Mm -hmm. night consistently and that was all his doing yeah because we had sort of this changing of the guard that just worked for us at the end of the day and and to say all of that and to push back on you I don't want you to perceive that as me saying go do it (laughs) because you you know what feels Right. right in your mind and body and yeah. And to say. And family. Yeah. Well, and I love that, like, I, I don't know if this was, like, intentional, but I've noticed, like, Michael is, like, I don't know. I feel like he's the ringleader mm-hmm. of this gang of, like, rabble. Ruffians. Yes. And yes. he's, like, well, I have all these sons. I must teach them how to be sons. <laughs> yes. And, like, I'm, or teach them how to be men. Like, they mm-hmm. do stuff, and I'm, like, what? I don't know mm-hmm. that, like, I'd be, like, yeah, let's go hike part of the AT for a week. Yeah. alone with my four kids yeah. I'd be like um yes no I need additional support yes but he's like no we're going yes just, it's it's fascinating to me yeah I'm just and sort of like really encouraging how he oh, he fathers yes. along with your mothering yes it's really nice to watch yeah and I guess I'm not reflective enough to appreciate it because it's all I've ever known because yeah. he's my only husband <laughs> he's and your only so one. I um I think he and I have high expectations of ourself and yeah. that sort of uh spills over into how <laughs> we are ki- it's just how our family works yeah and 
I mean, I'm getting older and, and making room for grace and, 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 you know, all of the, the beauty that comes with the messiness of it. And yeah, he, he's very intentional with those adventurous things. And we do pair well together because I am the, I mean, it's funny because when we traveled out West a few years ago, we were hiking in Utah and the boys were just, just acting like they were in the wild. And it made me nervous because there were cliffs and he kind of scolded me and said, Hey, you would not, this is how we act in the woods. And I said, well, I'm here and this makes me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And we hiked up to the uh, summit of where we were and I just lost it. I was Mm. bawling. And so then I just felt the need to go around to each one of them and say, hey, my feelings matter. And I didn't feel comfortable with this and I'm here, I'm present. And, and I just sort of, spoke my mind and on the way down moms were like high-fiving me like way to go I got you sister and it was really it was like this really (laughs) cathartic um, experience and I say all of that to say that what he takes them on a different path than I do and I think that is the beauty of co-parenting whatever that looks like for families yeah I think sometimes in it's in reverse for mm-hmm. Matt and I, whereas mm-hmm. he's the more cautious and mm-hmm. I'm the more like throw caution to the wind, yes. like, yes, be wild. And he's like, where yes. are our kids? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they're in the creek. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know where they're? I'm like, they're, you know, they'll yell if there's a snake yeah. or something. That's yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there is that good grittiness that comes with having to fall down and pick yourself up and and uh figure things out oh gosh yes and it's hard for me yeah to watch yeah and um i i have had enough experience with my kids to have seen the beauty that comes with the failure and Mm. the lesson that comes with failure and it's there's there's not a lot of parenting books about that. No, there's not. But I, so I've kind of watched you homeschool and parent with just this, like, I don't know, beauty and openness and vulnerability. And when you were blogging, I know you've mm-hmm. stopped doing that because you felt like you were kind of sharing your kids' yes. stuff in a way <laughs> that they were being found out at yes. school. Yes, yes. And uh, that's really, it's hard. Like, those were so valuable to me Mm -hmm. to read and go, oh, yeah, yeah, solidarity, sister. Or, like, I'm getting there. Or I need that wisdom. Uh But, like, how to, to, like, also protect your children's story and and share your own. Like, my daughter said something about, um, Mom, are you sharing my personal business? And I said, (laughs) babe, you came out of my personal (laughs) business. Like... (laughs) Nora Efron. Your business is my business. Yeah, Nora Efron's mom used to say, everything's copy. Right. And so she grew up like that. And so no wonder she had these amazing (laughs) tell-all books and movies. So, yeah, there is something to that. Yeah. But I also appreciate that you're like, that's, I want to guard that too. Yeah. And not just be like the mom who overshares everything about their kids. Which I find myself having to like, let me censor that a little bit. It's so hard to figure out the balance in that. And I haven't figured out because I just kind of stopped and I just 
I don't know. Like, I've been so curious about why I stopped so suddenly. I mean, I know I'll never forget the day. It was yeah. when my child, who was in middle school, got in my car and said, Mom, my friend found your blog. Oh, and so I shut it down that day. Yeah. And uh, I think that is my sacrifice of love. Right. And so, um, and I love writing. And mm-hmm. I think that I'll come back to it when we have some distance from some of the things that were hard that we were living through at the time. Yeah. I mean, my my 12-year-old tells me, he started saying this on a regular basis, Mom, you're a handful. <laughs> and I kind of am. I mean, that's why I love I, you. It's like I, I get TMI'd all the time, Mom, TMI. <laughs> and so I, I just overshare. And so ask me for a walk and I will share one-on-one the lessons that I've learned yeah. parenting boys and teenagers. And um, I just don't want it out in the world right now where... Specifics. Specifics. Yeah. Right now. And I think that there will come a time when I will feel like that door has opened and the invitation's there to to go back to it. Because I just can't write about my four favorite things from the supermarket. That's just not (laughs) how I roll. Who cares? And I really appreciate those people who do. It's just not where I'm coming from yeah yeah so that's like what what was it forever and ever ago when we had um when I had been in recovery for a while Mm -hmm. like I lost my small talk filter and I Mm -hmm. didn't know how to just like chit chat with people anymore yeah and I'm like oh I'm over shit like it's TMI (laughs) like all the time because I'm tired of being not real Yes. about like who I am and where where I am and what I'm going through like I'm not gonna dump on you oh. but golly I'm not gonna be like oh yeah everything's great oh my, okay case in point <laughs> my kids had something at their school a couple of days ago I was so bitter about going <laughs> and I walked in and their guidance counselor said hi Miss Utley how are you doing and my my heart was to say I'm hanging on by my fingernails and what I said was, which was dishonest, I'm doing okay. I'm doing well. How are you? And she <laughs> said, I'm hanging on by my fingernails. And I said, that's what I am. And she said, yeah, I could tell by yeah. your face. <laughs> so I can't, I can't um, hide it. No. Yeah. I have like, my Matt says that you can read my face like a book. Uh-huh. I mean, the initial like, ooh. And then I kind of like try to tuck it away. And he's like, nope, I saw it. I know. Girl, you're oh, a hot mess. Oh, I hate that. And my kids will ask me often, Mom, what's wrong? And I, I'll say, nothing. Why? And they'll say, your face. Because of the way your face is. And I'll say, I had no idea. Because I don't sit and look in the mirror and talk to myself. You're like, Maybe I should. I think we did that like as kids. Did you do that as yes. like a teenager? We were like, well, so how you looked when you talk. And to be honest... My house is so small. I'll go into the bathroom sometimes and talk to myself just to like either rage rather than do it towards my family or to myself like, okay, girl, get it together, girl. Come on. Come on. Go like psych myself. Go in the, like, up in the, secret, the secret room upstairs. Like this is mom's secret room. Well, that that belongs to a boy. So I can't. Dang it. And maybe it will come back to me at some point. But I'll just go in the bathroom so I can see my face. And I'm like, whoa. Ooh. If I look like this, 
you know, do you remember VeggieTales, the angry yeah, eyebrows? Angry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my angry eyebrows on. I would somehow, yeah. you know, do that. So I have one kid who's super tuned into that. And that particular child will be like, are you sad? I'm like, yeah. do I look sad? Am I, I don't know. Am maybe I sad? I am. Are you angry about that? I'm, uh, maybe. Let, let me, me check in. Let me check my in. My body. <laughs> let me think about <laughs> that. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. Good questions. Yes. Our From pe- him. Yeah. I think our kids ask really good questions. Yeah. Well, and I always follow it up with like, it's not, that's not your job to fix. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. glad you're aware of that, but uh-huh. like, it's not your job as a kid yeah. to fix me. Like, I'm feeling, like, especially after um, my brother died a year and a half, the kids are like, are you going to be sad today? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be sad a lot. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you have to fix that or mm-hmm. make that better. Like, you don't even have to give me a hug if you don't want to. Like, because mm-hmm. they'll say, like, should I give you a hug? I'm like, if you want to give me a hug, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you feel like you're giving me a hug to, like, make this, make mama okay, yeah. then that's not your job. Yeah. Like, I need to. Like, it's sad. Yeah. Sad things happen, and we just, we cry, and we, we do our thing. But That's like, so good, Ariana. <laughs> well, I I think there was, like, all this work that kind of was building up to, like, that mm-hmm. event, and I didn't know it. Like, mm-hmm. how, how I'd seen a lot of children sort of trying to manage their parents' emotions mm-hmm. so they felt okay, and I was like, man, I don't ever want to do yeah. that. I feel like my kids have to, like, fix me to feel okay. Yeah. I was like, oh. Here's an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> a really crappy, crappy opportunity. Yeah. To just be like, this is what grief looks like, mm. kids. And I'm sure I I'm sure I messed it up and I'll talk about it in therapy. Right. Like, that's wow. what I tried. It's it it's all it's all all roads lead to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Oh my gosh. So what has been like while uh, we're on the homeschool uh-huh. topic, yeah. what has been your biggest sort of like take away okay two things what has been your like that worked really well Mm -hmm. that went great and I'm so (laughs) glad we did it and then what has been your like in hindsight I wish I had oh okay um so I'll just speak from like a macro perspective like not with each child right I think that homeschooling has met each child on a different level I think that what has worked has been when I have gotten out of the way mm-hmm. and really thoughtfully approached education um, from sort of a integrative perspective and when I've reached out for help. Yeah. And so I remember when the oldest, he is, st- I mean, he has, he came out of the womb like, looking for a microscope like he has been so drawn to science so when he was um like in sixth grade we were living in Maryland and I remember driving him to this woman's house who was um she was a homeschool mom and she was a physician and she had a passion for science and so she taught high school level science and he was ready for that and that was really such a great 
um, find. And that's the beauty of homeschooling is your sixth grader can kind of move ahead a little bit. And so I remember looking at him in the back seat and saying, hey, Jack, I may not be able to teach you what you need to know, but I can find you those right. people. So that would be reaching out for help and getting out of the way. Those would be the things that I say I'm really thankful for in addition to um, just the time, all of the time of field tripping and all of the crazy things that we got into as a result of having a full day at our disposal. So what maybe I wish, I think that I would circle back and say, I think that my impatience and my exacting tendencies mm-hmm. really robbed me of the joy of just really my intention was to let them wallow. And sometimes I got in the way of that because um, this needed to be done or this box needed to be checked off. And so I wish that um, maybe I wouldn't have taken myself so seriously. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't preparing them for the Naval Academy. I was just preparing them for the next grade. <laughs> so lighten up, lady. Not going to college and that's five. And that's just the lot they were given. I mean, they yeah. were given this mother for whatever reason. And yes. they may question that. And I will happily sit with them in that questioning. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so that's mm, what I think. It's so good. It's. I feel like there's always like a lot of like wisdom and hindsight but you can't go mm-hmm. back and like redo Mm-mm. just like maybe be a better parent going yeah. forward and or you, a really awesome grandma oh what? both both <laughs> both um because someday, someday, i mean not way down the yeah road. way down the road so um this might segue into our next topic sure. um i um recently have been taking classes and it has been stirring up a lot in my heart yeah to the point where it's inspired me to reach out to my kids on a somewhat regular basis and say oh my goodness like make reparations like oh do you remember when we were at this dance like when we were having this dance party in the kitchen and I was scolding you because you were throwing the napkin at your brother and my child will be like, Mom, I don't remember no. that. <laughs> I'm sorry I was such an exacting mother. Mom, I don't remember that. And I'll say, well, I do. And your body might remember it. And right. I'm here just to say I'm sorry yeah. and um, to ask you for forgiveness. And I think for me that has been the most therapeutic and hopeful thing as a mom is to own it and to go back and to acknowledge it with my kids and to say if and when you want to talk. And it's not as though I, um, I I don't know, maybe I'm just so exacting with myself. I I expect. I imagine you are. Yeah. So, I mean, my husband would say, gosh, like, Ooh. And the thing that I'm recognizing is that not having grace for myself really means I'm not having grace for my family. Oh my gosh, we just talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah, because you can't love, if you're not loving yourself, which, you know, I... You, how is it that you're going to do that for other people? And right. I was I was the one who always believed, oh, I treat other people better than I treat myself. And yeah. what my mentors would say is, in my experience, you can't do that. Right. So yeah. that has been 
oh, a, a really good lesson yeah from the other side <laughs> that's so good i think it's it's i love i love watching your journey and i love what, hearing your stories and i love like how homeschool has like done all these things and now you're in this new journey mm-hmm. and when you told me you were going to studying therapy uh-huh. i thought you meant like counseling because yeah. i was like you're gonna be amazing at that <laughs> what yes be a yes. counselor yes but then it was it was massage therapy yeah which is a whole different like kettle of fish yes. but also we've had like these really incredible conversations yeah. about both books like the body keeps the score yes. and like how um doing like deep work in your muscles like mm-hmm. brings up and there's such a big connection between brain bo- the brain body yes. connection and what you remember and what you store and yeah and that that stuff has been like Ugh. i don't know when when did you i don't remember where we started talking about this it's been maybe a year well it's been two years since i started yeah thinking we, about it right and a year and a half since i actually started yeah. and so you were part of that at some point conversation yeah like, can you practice massage on me? <laughs> yes. Awesome. Yeah. But there yeah. were plenty of times where I, like, would go to get a massage. I'm like, why am I so, like, just uh, so tense or yes. so, like, this part of me is hurting. Uh, and why do I carry myself in this way? And, mm-hmm. you know, history or trauma from birth or whatever it was that yeah. kind of spiraled into other crazy. Uh, which is just, I love our little fascinating conversations about yeah. this stuff. So yeah. when are when is everything coming together for your um, your phys, your massage therapy? So um, when am I done? Well, or I know you're sort of like in the practical yeah. place right now. So, but when do you get to launch your own practice? I well, so here are the things that I have left. I have eight weeks left of class. What what? And yes. then after that, I will study. Um, and, uh, I will be certified at that point. And then I, for the state of Tennessee, I have to be licensed. Okay. So you'll so, study for your license exam? Yes. And. You're going to ace that sucker. Oh, you're I. You're so good. You know, I will take that and store it in my, uh, heart because that, I don't, I feel like the uh, cowardly lion right now. I, um, and I really feel like I'm supposed to do it. So yeah. it will work out, whatever, however it will work out. Yeah. So then my intention is to be up and running in September because Ooh. George will have started school and I will have had the summer to send a kid off to college and to get another kid starting his junior year of college. And um, my, yeah, so family will kind of be in a, on a nice path. I mean, you know, I'm painting this picture again. That's my intention. We'll see what happens. (laughs) So hopefully by then I will be practicing at some place that has yet to be named because I don't know where it is. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there's something like, it's intimidating to go back to school. It's like, it's one thing to be like, I'll finish high school and then I'll go Mm -hmm, to college. And then, mm -hmm. but like starting over, I mean, I'm in my forties, like the idea of going to school, I'm like, oh yeah, it's daunting. Yeah. And see, I'm just not that thoughtful to, to plan that, to think (laughs) about it that way. For me, it was, I overthink everything. I really want to learn. Yeah. I love learning in a community. I do too. I just don't want to be graded. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I didn't think about that when I signed up. See, these are the things I didn't think about. And this is why I sometimes wrestle with 
um, the Enneagram. And am I really a six? Because sometimes I do things that don't feel very six-like. Do you think you're a six? I feel like I'm a six-seven. Yeah. What's Michael? I don't know. He's like some like go-getter. Yeah. I mean, I told, yeah, I think so. I mean, I did like a little test on him and he came up three. Um, I had someone recently though tell me, oh, you're a five. And I thought, oh, I don't really feel that. Um, you don't feel like you're a five? No. I, I just thought all of those numbers are so confusing. They are confusing. Numbers I know what I am. Launch me into a math phobia. <laughs> so. I know what I am. And I like that part that I'm like, we, I did a lot of different readings about it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I pretty, I pretty, I'm pretty secure in like, your, yes, your yes. number. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, and I didn't, so all of that to say, I didn't think through grades. I mean, for me, it was more like, can I get there with a family? Yeah. How's, how much is it going to cost me? Right. Um, both time and money. Right. And so, um, you know, I laugh because I just Google things. So I just Googled <laughs> massage therapy school, did not even go to, for a tour. You just I, signed I, up. I just, well, I... The academic director, in her infinite wisdom, said, in order to sign up, you have to come for an interview. And so I did that. And she sold me the school because I just said, I want to be in a relationship with her. And because she just felt familiar to me and she felt like someone I needed to learn something from. Yes. And she's taught some of my classes. And it started off really sweet and just intro and... um touch dynamics and just oh this feels so good to be back in the classroom and to be stretching some some muscles that I hadn't used in a while and then boy (laughs) that kettle water got turned up I was the frog in the pot with the water turned up oh my gosh and I would come home at the end of the night and just be like I have nothing like I have been in psychotherapy for the last four hours because they really work on a lot of core issues. Yeah. It's not a trade school. Right. And, and what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be a trade school. Yeah. And it turned out to be a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) And, but that's so important. Like when you're Mm -hmm. doing body work with someone, of course, like to know, yeah. Like, you can't just be like, I want to just massage all over you, and you're fine. Go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, massage has brought up, like, deep things for me where I was like, why am I crying when you massage that spot? Like, why Why am I crying? Like, I'm not aware of why, what that is, but there's something in there. It's not hurting. It's just making me cry when you, like, dig mm-hmm. into that spot. Yeah, and see, like, I think that if I had had that awareness... Because I had no awareness, Ariana. I mean, I walked in thinking, I'm going to be an asset to my family in a new way. I'm going to be an asset to my kids' sports team in a new way. I was thinking of it purely from... Functional. Functional. I wasn't thinking of the psychological at all. And the interesting and curious thing was... I was looking at, okay, do I want to go back to school for psychotherapy or do I want to go to massage therapy? And to be honest, it was, what can I do the fastest and the cheapest? Right. And then once I got started, I thought, oh, I think this is going to afford me a little bit. I mean, you know, they tell us in school, you stay in your lane and you don't practice outside of your scope of um, profession. 
I'm not a trained psychotherapist. And so I'm not there to have that conversation with clients. And I can, um, I am being invited into really sweet and, and very intimate spaces um, that can parallel that um, psychotherapist relationship or not. Right. Depends on what the person comes with. And for me, um, I think that was, if I had to look back, I would say there was something in me that was drawn to it. And and my um, prefrontal cortex was, it's going to be practical and awesome. And then if I turn that off and really let the other part of me feel it, it was there's something in me that feels like this feels this feels really right, right to go for and i've done a lot of work over the last year and a half and now i'm recognizing it's family story right. and working through some um family story that i feel very inclined to enter into and to um be to sit in and to um kind of work work in yeah so Mm. yeah that's so good it's how you never like i've i feel like whether you call it god or the universe or Mm -hmm. good orderly direction Mm -hmm. or whatever you call it like there if you like if i surrender myself i'm not gonna speak for anybody else Mm -hmm. but if i surrender myself to this like there is a something mm-hmm. pulling me through this life, like mm-hmm. a direction or a purpose or a like surrendering to that and really like embracing that. It's just you never know what you're gonna, where you're going to end up. Uh, yeah. Like to be open to like there's something pulling me to a different space mm-hmm. that's like doing deep soul work yeah. that I was not prepared for, but now I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was not prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is. And I think that, oh, I just lost my train of thought. It's okay. Yeah. I think that um, there are stories that want to be told and they will be told. Yeah. And, oh, this is what I was going to say. I think that when I thought about my life, because I am 48 and, um, Back back when I started, I was um, forty six. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought to myself, "Well, this has kind of been my whole life." I've thought I don't ever want to be sleepwalking through life, oh. and um, yeah, and to wake up and say, "Wow, how did I end up in this really comfortable chair in front of a television set?" Right. Like that is a metaphor. And it's not because I really love television. Right, so, like, is my literally, <laughs> I cannot have one in my house. And I have my computer, which just does the same thing, basically. Right. Um, so, for me, I just felt compelled to move out of anything comfortable. And my husband would say, it's exhausting <laughs> <laughs> to be really ner- to comfort, comfort makes me nervous and that can be exhausting for my people around me. So, yeah. so yeah, so that's why I thought I'm just going to step off and see what this is like. And I'll, um, take a class at a time and 
and step away if I need to, if it's not the right fit. And it just kept feeling right, even though it was scary, Mm -hmm. so scary and shaking, like literally shaking in class and um, thinking through all of the obstacles that I had to work in and work out and work through. And like you and I were talking about going on a bear hunt, like going through that. You can't go over it. Nope. You can't go under it. Yeah. And so... Yeah, that's that's where I am with it's it. So good. It's been well, really sweet. And it's I think in hindsight, in my fresh out of college brain, I was like, I'm gonna pick a career mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do this forever. Right. And that is not mm. that is not how life works. Like, mm. I mean, there are people who do that. Kudos. I mean, yeah. I personally would be so bored. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, I have to do this forever. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably yeah. my Enneagram number. Well, <laughs> and and for me, it's been a great opportunity for my kids to see me doing something other yeah. than homeschooling and being a mom. And right. for them to get up in the morning and see me up studying. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to be home to make dinner tonight. You're going to have to figure it out because I'm going to class. Right. And for them to also say, oh, so later in life, I can decide to do something different. Right. And for me, it's been such a joy of being in community with mostly females. I mean, there have been a few guys in my class, mostly females, who are so much younger than me. And the beauty and the encouragement of yeah. seeing these 20-somethings who have decided that this is their path after high school mm. and to say, oh my goodness, you are learning these beautiful lessons and at this beautiful time in your life. And I'm so excited to see where this takes you on your path because um, I just think that there's so much hurt in the world and having more first responders is a um, beautiful um, anecdote. Yeah. Hopefully to that. So, well, thank you so much. This has been such a joy mm-hmm. to talk and, um, thank you is, for coming on the yeah. podcast. Oh it's, my goodness. This is so fun. It is so fun. So it's still thank so you for your questions. weird and new and fun. And yeah. I, I just feel like I get to like have all my friends over uh-huh. and record a bunch of stuff that we talk about. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think that's, I like hearing other people's conversations. So <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> There's some voyeuristic tendencies yeah. in all of us. Well, I, I can always learn. I can. I just love learning, yeah. and I learn from people. I, I find do. people more interesting than I am not a like. I want to. I'm. I'm all about reading a memoir or an autobiography. Oh, yeah. And me too. Um, so, <laughs> although anyway. there are like histories and facts and things that I like, or like to dos or yeah. how to or how things work, that I probably. I, I'm not going to use the word should, but like would would better me as a person. Like mm-hmm. it would be great if I had like some idea what I was doing yeah. in this whole recording. Yeah. Like I'm I'm learning it, but it's, oh, yeah. I don't want to. I just want to talk to people. Right. Be like, and I push a magic button and off you go. Right. And you go to the internet and it's fine. Yeah. But like I have to go back and tweak and edit and mm-hmm. that's, oh, it's painful. Yeah. You know, because wow. I'm just impatient and. 
and want it to be done well magically. and i just see you as someone who gets into the thick of things and the nitty-gritty and that <laughs> is something i admire about you because i tell you you're very brave and courageous because the things that you get into are things <laughs> that i would i don't know not that be I drawn to should be into the all those things like but yeah. i do like i pick a new thing and I'm like let me dive deep yeah yeah and I'm 20 feet under going wait I forgot the breathing apparatus (laughs) wait (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing yeah that happens a lot yeah I learned the hard way so did you uh your chimney oh (laughs) yeah so that that's one of the things and then the other thing was I just like you just just rewired something what did I rewire didn't you do something uh, electrical. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, maybe it was a dishwasher. Maybe <laughs> it was the dishwasher. Yeah. 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 Plumbing. Plumbing's uh, my jam though. Okay. Like this is pipes. They fit together. Yeah. Like, there's a pattern. There's a sequence. Yeah. And you, okay. You have to yeah, test I'll, the ohms. I'll I'm trust you on that. <laughs> I outsource those things. Yeah, I probably should, but I'm really stubborn and yeah. really cheap. That's, but <laughs> there's something beautiful about resourcefulness. And teaching, okay, See, so. See, that's a great word. I just thought I was cheapskate. So the other day, I had, I was in, I was in East Tennessee with my youngest coming back, and my 16-year-old had a flat tire, and yeah. of course, he didn't call me, because there was nothing I could do about it, so he called his dad, and had to abandon his car. It was raining, and it was on, just over here on Douglas, and then walked yeah. to our house, so you know kind of how far that is. Wait, why didn't he change the tire? Well, because he hadn't been taught yet. Oh no! So he um, he hits a, a pothole, gets a flat tire, calls his dad, and says, "Okay, I'm going to go home." So then I, this is how I deal with things. So I said, <laughs> "You know, we could call somebody because it's raining and it's dark and it's cold." And my husband said, or I could teach my son how to change a tire, right. which they all <laughs> learn. Usually, it's from our driveway when they're not yeah. in such a precarious situation there are instructions usually yeah and so the they jack. did that they did they went back and they changed it and charlie would tell you who was the 18 year old actually it was all me because he's had some experience too and oh my <laughs> word the two of us trying to change a tire in the driveway i nearly killed myself because <laughs> well i won't go into that but <laughs> suffice it to say i it was not a good thing. And my husband got up and was like, I can do it in no time. And that's not a slam to women. It's just my strengths and weaknesses do not lean themselves in the way of yeah. auto mechanic or anything fixy. Well, so. I really, like, I recognize, like, I've probably worked like a workhorse mm-hmm. for way too long mm-hmm. and do things that are way out of my depth in terms of, like, heavy lifting. Yeah. And then I get hurt mm-hmm. because I'm stubborn. Yeah. Like, so I have to, like, outsource now. I'm yeah. like, okay. So then you come see a massage therapist. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I've exceeded my weight limit, like, that I'm supposed to lift. And yeah. now I'm hurt. Uh-huh. And so I'm learning. I'm yeah. stubborn, stubborn. Yeah. And probably should have had somebody else, like, turn the portable dishwasher upside down. Because mm-hmm. it was heavy. <laughs> but. Oh, goodness. I was like, you know, there have been so many things. <laughs> yeah. Even, um. They're just dumb yeah, stuff that right. I'm like, this is going to work, and I'm going to make it work. Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, give up, just quit. And I'm like, no. oh. <laughs> So he's not over there going, go, 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 No, go. He's, he's swearing and throwing tools and, like, walking away. And I'm like, 
I'm going to sit here and like analyze the situation yeah. and like look at the mechanics and figure uh-huh. this out and I'm going to make it work. Yeah. Because it was the bike hitch. Like, okay. Because there's two different oh, settings. Like yeah. a, there was a big fat uh-huh. insert and then like a smaller one. We just okay. And he was like, it won't go in. And like, I was like, I banged it in with a hammer. He was uh-huh. like, you have to be able to pull that pin out when we're camping. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> so then I just sit and like, but uh-huh. I figured it out. But yeah. I like, I just, I think there's like, it's, some people call it tenacity and yes. some people call it like really stubborn. Like yeah. I'm really, I would say, the I would nice say tenacity. Say tenacity. Yeah. <laughs> the, the people who like, it would be a fault. It's like, I'm very stubborn. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm going to get this the way uh, I want. I'm uh-huh. going to figure it out because uh-huh. I want these bikes to go with us on the camping trip. Yeah. And I will make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, maybe to the detriment of like relationships and like. Okay. <laughs> so then that goes into There's a There's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that. Yeah. And. Everybody's got, you know, the, the flip side of the coin. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It, you get into some interesting places. Yeah, I would call those like Anne of Green Gables scrapes. Uh-huh. I get into scrapes. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, that's that's a, a really sweet way of thinking about it. It is, except like she dyed her hair green. And, uh-huh. I mean, just dumb stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I learned from my mistakes? And so, Maybe. and here's where I go with that. Nobody's going to die. <laughs> Did you die? Yeah, that's that's where I have to talk to myself. So... When I start freaking out, I'll say to myself, nobody's going to die, so don't freak out like they are. And I have to say that. And it's so funny because something bad happened recently, and my 12-year-old said, Mom, nobody's going to die. Right. And so I was like, oh. It might be permanently scarred. Yeah, that's, but- that's true. That is a good word, brother. Yeah. So... Well, that sweet. was an additional like ten minute ramble. About. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's when we freestyle. That's, we that's the break dancing. Right. Of that's. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Thank know. you, Ariana, for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. So it's good. so fun. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Well, I'm interested. Say- I'm excited. Not anxious. I'm excited to see like where yeah. everything's going for you. And yeah, me too. And uh, it's. It's just beautiful to watch. Aww. Like that I mean, I feel like that's kinda of where the podcast for me came from is mm-hmm. like seeing other and maybe I'm just too like maybe I watch and listen and mm-hmm. like I'm I'm too much of an observer. Maybe that's mm-hmm. like my being a writer, I observe a lot mm-hmm. rather than like interact a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like observing people's stories mm-hmm. from the outside, like, look at this really cool the mm-hmm. thing that's unfolding for you and I love it. Well, I think that's so purposeful, though, because I think for some people who maybe don't observe or do and aren't observing themselves, it's so good for us to bear witness in one another's lives, which I think is why community is so important, is to be able to bear witness because I'm just over here doing my thing. I am completely, and I mean this, unaware of what anybody is seeing and to the point where my husband said you know we have our windows open so we might want to think about how we're interacting with one another (laughs) because i'm like what's going on um so i i think the mom bellow yeah i think that (laughs) being in one another's lives and saying i see this and you just like the name of your podcast i see you mama i see you yeah i think that 
That's so, that's a really sweet way of bearing witness in one another's lives. Yeah. And um, because boy, sometimes things can get really muddy and we, especially when our head's down and we're just trying to get through whatever it is that we're trying to get through and to have someone say, I see you and this is what I see in you yeah. is um, the reflection of, of who I think um, I feel like we're called to be in community with yeah. one another. Well, and so. it's that, like that to be seen and known. Like mm-hmm. that is a deep human need mm-hmm. to be seen and known. Yeah. Like to just want, I mean, you wonder why people go crazy in solitary. I yeah. mean, in solitary confinement. Like, yeah, they're just left alone with their own uh. brains. Like, ugh. <laughs> not, yeah. not interacting with another single human. Yeah. Like, it would be torture. Yeah. For me, it yeah. is torture. It That's is torture it is. for everybody because, um, touch deprivation is and solitary confinement is the cruelest yeah because we i believe it's my belief that we were made to be with one another and that's that goes against um the grain and it just feels like the most inhumane right and choicest of punishments we could go off on a yeah whole so that's that's for the uh when we do uh social justice social justice yeah oh yeah that's another that's another good thing to yes circle back around and have someone when i on. have enough microphones we'll do like an in the oh, round I just, yeah. I, I just will come and listen <laughs> yeah that'll be the fun like let's do a panel and you uh-huh. guys talk and then yeah. i'll just ask questions from like the audience oh yeah discuss yeah and here's the topic because i've had so many really like amazing people come like sort of filter through my life and I'm like mm-hmm. but can we can we get you on the show can we right. schedule sometime that's the hard thing is getting yeah. around everybody's schedule yeah so well I get a little more luxury and free time mm-hmm. during my day yeah well thanks again yeah thank you baby this was delightful yeah Yay! hug hug <laughs> so there's like a whole table between <laughs> us because of the recording stuff oh thank oh, you again there's my cue yep my uber's here <laughs> <laughs> See you later, alligator. Oh, my friends. That was uh, Tracy Utley, who I adore. And um, I know you'd love her, too, if you met her in person. But it's my pleasure to um, introduce her to you on the podcast. And um, that was such a funny ending. In truth, Southern fashion, we said goodbye like ten times. And then ended with, see you later, alligator. Um, That's just my friend. She's great. So um, I just want to do a quick shout out. Guys, I'm so sorry. Well, I'm not even going to apologize. These podcasts keep getting longer. I was doing like 30 minutes and now they're pushing an hour every time. Um, But you're still listening. So it's really cool that you're still out there going, it's worth it. Um, But there's just so much good to say. There's just so much good, um, these conversations. So I just want to do a quick shout out. Uh, the podcast this week um, was downloaded in four different countries. So the U.S., um, Japan, um, France, and New Zealand. So we are, and I don't even know people in like two of those. <laughs> That's was fun. I was like, oh, these are these are not people who are my friends and family who are supporting me. It's new people who I don't know. So 
thank you out there for downloading and for listening and for streaming. And um, gosh, it's just, this has just been a really cool experience. This is my what, 12th episode. See, it's really hard to keep track when I'm recording. Um, this is my 12th episode and I'm just like blown away at how well this is done um, and how many people are listening, which I was like, maybe people will listen. Maybe it'll just be me and my friends, but it's not, it's not just me. Um, and it's not just my friends here in Nashville. So thank you again for listening. Once again, you can go to the website. It's I see you mama podcast.com. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, just me. There's none of us. Um, even though I would like for there to be a regular co-host, we have not yet worked that out. Um, you can follow the podcast on Facebook. Um, it's facebook.com slash I see you mama podcast. I think that's it. You can search for us. We'll pop up. I should have these facts memorized, but I don't. So thank you again. And, um, you can always email me at I see you mama podcast at gmail.com and you mamas. I see you out there and it is so cool to watch your stories unfold and watch you be passionate about what you do and who you are and your kids and your families and your lives. And I just love it. It's really cool to watch. And I'm so glad I get to bring guests on here and, and hear about their stories. And, and, um, if you have a really cool story or if you have something to share, um, that kind of intertwines your parenthood and your passion, man, send me a, send me an email and we'll see if I can get you figure out how to do remote podcasting and get you on the show. And, uh, Thanks again for listening. Y'all have a great day. I see you, Mama.